0: Welcome in to the PHNX Suns VIP lounge brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe and turn on notifications so that you know we're live here on YouTube and if you are listening To this on a podcast platform, be sure to rate and review because we greatly appreciate it. The Phoenix Suns defeat the Toronto Raptors 99 to 95. It was a little stressful, but a win is a win nonetheless. I'm Lindsay Smith. Thanks for joining us. And I'm joined by Saul, Gerald, and Espo. Gentlemen, how y'all feeling?
1: Good. I don't care how we get it, as long as we get them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was ugly.
2: if a win happens in front of nobody, does it really happen at all? Yes. <laughs> all right.
0: As long as it's the Suns who win. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, how are you feeling? I
3: mean, it was it was not pretty. When you give up 22 offensive rebounds in a game, it's hard to feel good about it. But Monty said it after the post game. It was a weird game, one of the weirdest games he's been a part of. And I feel like it was probably the same as a casual fan observing the game, too, because, like, even down the stretch when it was super close it didn't feel like it was like a super exciting or intense game maybe it's just cuz the building was empty but it was just a strange game so take the w and move on to start the road trip
1: i tried to say before the game that like listen like no fans in the arena if you've had fans <laughs> in the arena for like basically all season it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a different mood and you have to adjust to that and uh, it but I, what i did love is all the unedited Audio that you could start to hear on the court, which I absolutely love. I loved all the trash talk, CP3 calling somebody a mfer. Like, yes, <laughs> give me all of that. I love it. Yeah, I loved hearing him yell at the
2: end. I got the inbounder. I got the inbounder. All these things that uh, you know you don't usually hear. But my favorite part, thanks to our uh, well, I won't say thanks to who, but. I had to use one of those uh, questionable links to watch the game tonight. Don't ask why. Uh, and But I got the in arena feed as part of it. So, coming back from one of the timeouts, I heard, join me in welcoming, or, join me in congratulating Fred Van Vliet for winning the Eastern Conference Player of the Game or Player of the Week. And I'm like, join you. Who the hell is joining <laughs> you? There's nobody in the stands. The sun sure as hell ain't applauding for this guy. Like, I, I know you, they got to go through the motions, but I'm like, come on! Like, it's like know, singing in front of your own mirror. What the hell's the point? You I
0: thought he was asking you to join him <laughs> in celebrating. He
1: was like, "All you pirates the out there that are taking this illegal <laughs> feed, join me and welcome me."
0: Or <laughs> on League Pass. That have
1: TV. <laughs>
0: League Pass also takes the in arena feed on commercials a lot of times too. So if you're watching on League Pass, you'll see that as well. But here's the thing. Shout out to the Raptors for at least keeping their PA announcer and their mascot both employed, even though there are no fans in the arena, because we know back in the day that was an issue for a lot of teams. So... Kudos to them for at least keeping, hey, letting them keep their jobs.
2: And in, the in the chat said the, the inflatable raptor aspo, they want him to join in. <laughs> How dumb was that, too? They had like a 10 foot tall or the 12 foot tall inflatable freaking raptor for no reason there.
0: I think it was hilarious. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I, I
3: mean, I like it. I don't. I don't get what the point is. Like, who is he there for? Like, for the smaller raptor to entertain him? I don't. I don't know who he's there for. But I enjoyed
1: it. And we'll get to uh, one of the other raptors uh, down the road. But uh, there's some there's some drama with Booker and, and the Raptors right now. It's just uh, kind of funny. So we
0: got we're, beat we're pissingly uh... <laughs> All right, before we go any further, let's get things started by heading over to the bar. Espa, what's our drink of the night tonight?
2: I don't know. When Shane puts it on the screen, I'll let everybody know. <laughs> there we go. The drink of the night is the box out brew. Yeah, the Suns forgot to box out for most of this game until the very last minute, and a very nice rebound from uh, Deandre Ayton on a missed, uh, on a purposely missed free throw to uh, kind of wrap up the game.
3: Is that Chris Boucher on the bottle? Yeah, it sure is. Since he had nine offensive rebounds by himself, good lord!
0: Yeah, that was that was a rough one for sure. The Raptors finished with 22 offensive rebounds. The Suns had 10, so Boucher basically had the same amount as the Phoenix Suns did tonight. So shout out to that man!
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome!
0: <laughs> what are your <laughs> What are your guys' thoughts on uh, the rebounding struggles, if you will, as of late?
1: Ooh. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard when you're sitting there. Like with the Raptors, the Raptors just feel like a, a little bit more of a pesky team than they are like, you know, uh I, they're, they're fundamentally sound across the board. Right. Um, and there's something to be said about being undersized and still being able to find your way to get rebounds because big men have trouble boxing out little guys. They do um now these guys are not exactly it's not like the whole team is just fred van fleets i get that but um <laughs> you know guys that are a little bit quicker guys that challenge and as a team you're meant your mental you know focus when you know you're undersized is you got to hustle to every single ball to give yourself as many chances as possible the suns need to adopt that as well uh the suns have not been good on the offensive boards and i think it's mostly because of their, their fundamental inability to box out, except when going for a loose ball on the sideline, apparently, Devin Booker, and, uh, you know, really hustling to get these rebounds.
2: Well, yeah, rebounding isn't necessarily size, though, right? It's effort, it's, it, it's skill with boxing out. I mean, Charles Barkley was all a six four and one, was one of the best rebounders this franchise has seen. I think that they need to they need to dedicate more of their effort and their energy to it, especially uh, on that defensive end to prevent those second chance points. And it just felt lazy tonight, sloppy at times, that they just weren't finding a guy and bodying them up. Like uh, half the half the battle is just keeping your guy off the board so somebody else can get it, especially, I mean, EJ was talking about it on the broadcast with uh, with Boucher, like just put a butt on that guy and let somebody else try to get the the board.
1: Yeah, you right. saw it on, right. on the corner three, uh, Devin Booker, I think it was, uh, Oh, I forgot, I, forgot, I forgot what his name. Anyway, shot a three and Devin didn't even bother blocking him out. The ball hits the side of the rim, bounces back to the corner. He just goes right around him and grabs the rebound. I'm like, that's the type of effort we're talking about. And, and at that point, they have given up 20 offensive rebounds. Like, Devin, clearly, you know, your responsibility is to put a body on your man that you're guarding.
3: Right. And we should point out the Raptors are a tough matchup in that regard. And ironically, going big was actually what kind of hurt the Suns on the offensive glass because they have some of the quicker, lankier, longer guys. And, you know, you look at Jalen Smith at the four, he had a great first stint in that first half at the four. And then suddenly they're giving up a lot of offensive rebounds because they're just getting beat to the basketball on some of those boards. Um, You know, it's not exclusively that. There were a lot, there were some effort plays that the Raptors just beat them. It seemed like they wanted some of those 50 50 balls a little bit more. So, this is kind of a good game in terms of the Suns getting a win that they might not have deserved. I don't want to use the word deserved, but it felt like the Raptors kind of outplayed them and outworked them for most of the game. So, the fact that the Suns only gave up 16 second chance points despite giving up 22 offensive rebounds. Like, they they kind of got away with one a little bit tonight in that regard. And to your guys' point, they are bottom 10 in the league in terms of opponent offensive rebounds. So you kind of expect that from a starting five that's undersized, but you were hoping that if you're playing Jalen Smith at the four a little bit more, you got your centers back, it wouldn't have looked like that tonight. Raptors are just kind of a weird matchup in that way.
2: I I think Brittany in the chat, Brittany Price says, missed Cam Johnson tonight immensely. I think that plays a part into it because – when when Toronto goes smaller, you can't really counter with that right now. You don't really have a lot of options to to go with. So I think that that hurt them too. Is they had to stick with bigs. They're playing, uh, you know, Jalen Smith out of position. Yeah, I said it, Saul. Uh, and and I think that that kind of added into it too. These rotations are, you- are just not where not Jalen specifically, but the fact that these rotations aren't where, what, where they've been, they're still trying to figure out uh, stuff with the second unit because, you know, you've had Cam Johnson in the starting lineup, then he's back. Now he's hurt. Now you're moving sticks in the four. You're trying to figure out how things work. Uh, I think that plays a part in it too.
1: EJ went on like a four minute tangent in the game about why sticks should be a four. I'm sorry, but like, if you don't believe he he should be a four, if you don't believe he should be a four, then you need to reexamine it because he is, like EJ made the point that if he wants to stick around in the league for a long time, then the four is the position where he's going to find his spot because he's undersized for the center position. He is like good. Good job, Jalen. You were a center in high school and you were a center in college. But at the pro level, you are not was a power in forward
3: in college. That's why they drafted him. They thought he would be be a four because of well how he played at Maryland. He's not like he's yeah. uh, he's a five. He's not he a four. Was, he's not a
1: five. What makes okay. him a five? A
2: five. Sh- Sh- show me what you've seen in him playing <laughs> in the it's NBA that
1: makes him a four. There Sh- has Sh- not me. been a damn what, thing. What, what, what listen? What is it? What has he done? Okay, so he got a couple a couple double doubles, or he had you know sixteen points against the fucking Hornets. Like that means that he's a center. Like that does that he's doesn't serve pre- your argument played either. better in that position. He had a little stretch right there in the first half where. He had five straight points, he hit the three from the perimeter. You can see a glimpse of what they're trying to do with him in that little scenario. And EJ's point is right. Like that's the way he's gonna make his money in this league. He won't last long. Listen, he's not gonna last more than three or four years if he plays center in the NBA. Period. He's not gonna last
2: more than three or four years, no matter where he plays. But you gotta go he's with a the tweener, potential. and he doesn't
1: fit either position. But you got to go with the potential. Look at Chris Boucher is a walking example of what we're talking about. He's a freaking four and he's Chris skinny Boucher as well. is a lot
3: quicker laterally defensively. He can switch positions. Jalen Smith doesn't have that kind of same defensive ability to guard on the perimeter against small ball and fours. The, and like he just looks, spot.
2: he looks physically uncomfortable out there sometimes. Like he just
1: does very weird things. He's going to the- look physically uncomfortable, whether he's playing the four or the five, then he shouldn't be in the league. Well, that's the different conversation there, buddy.
2: Well, you're you're bringing up, well, he, if he's going to make his money, he should be a four. Well, the point is he can't play four. So if he's going to actually stay at all, he's going to have to play five, and he can't do it here in Phoenix.
1: Four, four is his long-term outlook if he wants to play in the NBA. That's just what it is.
2: I completely
3: disagree with that.
1: I just want to go on the record. As you guys are arguing not only against me, but now you are arguing against not only Monty, but now EJ no. too. Monty, how Monty, many guys? Monty, Monty, Monty said, Monty said got he's, he's not, not a four. For you guys to finally get Monty on board literally said he's
3: not a four. Monty said he's not a four. He he's said got his to play best the position is the five. Yeah, he's got to because of the way the roster is constructed, not because that's where he's best. That's where he's best. Not he's a he he's not a five. He's not a five.
2: And and EJ, hold on. I love EJ. But I'm not believing everything that EJ says because he's the same guy that basically craps on analytics, craps on the three, and he's a guy who made a living hitting threes. The so Suns, I'm not going to buy everything EJ the
1: says. they are literally crapping all over the analytics as a team anyway. What are you talking about? No, they're not. No, they're no.
3: not. How are they doing that? They're taking the most efficient shots. That's what analytics is all about. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are two of the best mid-range gunners in the league. But so the analytics who tell
1: you three-point shots are always going to outnumber the two-point shots. That's what. That's no, what it's just well, hey, yeah. yeah. shot. Analytics. Oh, you guys, <laughs> driving <me> crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, mark that one off of your bingo cards. Saul went on a ramp. I feel like this is like you I, got salty this is like, this tonight. Is like the,
1: this is like the white is the dress white gold or is it blue black? Like this is what the fuck <laughs> this argument is. You it's know so what stupid, it what what it is? You're it's right, pointless a right because
3: in a wrong
2: answer. <laughs> <laughs> what it is is it's pointless and it will be forgotten in a year or two because it's not going to be of any significance.
0: Brian in the chat said Lindsay has the face of a kid who's about to have. Two Christmases and two birthday presents every year. Amen. Y'all better pay up big for this one. (laughs) All right. Uh, I have a question, kind of going back to something Espo said before you guys all went downhill. Um, The rotations. Do you feel like that is just a cause of all of the injuries, in and outs of players, Monty just trying to figure out what to do and how to do it in the best way? Or what do you think that is?
1: I think the rotations are all jacked up right now. They're trying to figure it out as as they go. Like even in the first half, I sat there, the way DA was playing, I was like, bro, does this guy even deserve to play in the second half? Like he looked out of it and, and out of it, like physically, he looked slow. He looked tired, like just really lethargic. And then in the second half, something happened and he looked a lot more energetic and he was way more focused and he was into it. He he got a couple clutch rebounds, had some nice buckets down low. Uh Chris Paul looked like he got his got his mojo back a little bit, got his energy back. He looked he looked quicker in the first half, looked quicker in the second half. And as you said, Espo in the in the in the slack before we jumped on here, if you got Booker and Paul, you're gonna be all right.
3: <laughs> in
1: yeah, that final I mean, minute I, I, and a half, sure. <laughs>
3: Yeah. they. I mean, Chris Paul, it was kind of nice to see him have sort of a bounce back game from a scoring perspective. Um, He didn't have a ton of points, but 15 on six of 11 shooting, that's pretty solid. That's all the Suns really need from him, especially when he hits shots in the final minute like that. He got a little bit of a lucky bounce, but we'll take it. Um, And then Devin Booker, he was three for 12 until he hit that big jumper. So You know, you you kind of want him to bounce back in one of these games coming up because this is the third straight game, I believe, that he's struggled from the field. Um, But all the starters figured it's finished in double figures. It's one of those things where they're just trying to kind of get back to like home base. Like they've had so many guys in and out again tonight. They're missing Cam Johnson off the bench. Like they just kind of want to get their full rotation healthy and get back in the groove. And I think with DA, it's a conditioning type thing. You know, he didn't have symptoms while he was out, but he was still out for like two weeks and there's nothing like playing in games and and getting that type of conditioning in. So I think in the second half, you saw him kind of like find his wind a little bit. And that's why he looked a lot more productive. and, And instead of just kind of the first half, it felt like he was like floating around.
1: MCG Blue asked a good question in the chat talking about Cam Johnson missing the game. Um, He said, this may be a dumb question, but when a player misses a game, does that end whatever streak they had? I mean, if they aren't on the court, does that count against them stats wise? And yes, it does. If they miss a game, they miss a game. That's the whole point of streaks. Um, I know it sounds, it, it sounds like it should, it should count like every game that he plays in. But uh, that's, I guess, that's just not how they count it. So, uh,
2: by the way, guys, I'm I'm getting breaking news right in right now in from Memphis. Oh, if you the Phoenix six. Suns are the best team in the NBA as the Memphis Grizzlies defeat the Golden State Warriors 116 108
1: tonight.
0: hey yo, way to go, Memphis!
1: Memphis is tough, man.
0: Yeah, they're they're a fun team, that's for sure. Okay, so since we were on the topic of Chris Paul, let's go ahead and continue on the topic of Chris Paul and name him our Draft Kings King of the Game because Gerald, as you mentioned, <laughs> he's got 15 points, 12 assists. He was seven or six of 11 from the field tonight, and he also had five steals. So congratulations to Chris Paul for being our Draft King, King of the Game. How is that crown staying on his head?
1: That look on his face of just looking down, just that disdain that he has (laughs) in his face, like because of Fred Van Fleet. Man, I just Chris Paul's funny as shit. We we don't even have the best stat of the
2: night is five steals on there, which will vault him way back into the uh, into the probably top three in steals per game. So
0: probably, yeah, it's it's really nice to have Chris Paul. Um, and Devin Booker on your team, especially in the clutch there, even if they're sometimes feel like they're in a little bit of a slump. And with that, I want to talk about Patrick's comment in the chat. They said it feels like Booker is either really in his head at the moment with his shooting or teams are putting way more pressure on him, question mark, or son's rotations aren't freeing him up. What do you guys think?
1: I yeah, something's off with him. I don't know what it is. It feels like it could be the legs, um, but it's right. I, I didn't want to bag on Booker too much the last couple games because people would look at the stats and the box score and they are be like, well, he had 30. I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't the same kind of 30 that we're used to, right? It's just It just didn't feel like he was dominant in those games. And tonight, he was struggling trying to find his his groove, even missing some easy little bunnies. That he normally makes all the time so um I, he, there's something off about him i don't know what it is but you know hopefully he gets his mojo i, back. I know what it is shane let's throw that up
2: Uh-oh. here Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no shane let's throw that up here <laughs> there we go <laughs> Look at this. We got a breakdown. Kendall, one tweet, and since then,
1: Devin Booker shooting no, nine no, of 28. No, no, no. Not the Kendall card. No, no, no. We are not throwing Kendall. Sweet, <laughs> sweet Kendall into the fire here on this show.
2: She tried Absolutely. to help her, man, no. and then he goes 9 of 28 no, to the no, her. No,
1: no, no. I'm not
2: no, throwing not her that. under the bus. No, you are! It's your traffic. No. What are you talking about I you're know. not throwing her under I'm, the bus? I'm throwing Devin under the bus. Your girl steps up for you, no. introduces you to all these people who no. don't usually watch your game, all no. these you know, young fans that love Kendall, that vote for you for the NBA All-Star, and you return with a 9 of 28 two-game performance? Friendly fire on you Devin Friendly shame.
1: Fire. Friendly Fire is still fire Espo and you pulled the trigger you don't do that you don't do that to Kendall I'm sorry I just, I just want to point I out Lindsay's Espo.
3: I just want to point out Lindsay's exasperated face during all of this discussion shame
1: just like shame. oh my god I mean we
0: I got just... ch- I got I
1: got changed the bingo card to disappointed look on, her, <laughs> on her, in her in her uh in her category I'm changing that
0: uh, hello in the chat said, sweet baby Kendall. You were going there, Saul. You almost, you wanted to call her a sweet baby angel. I could feel it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but for uh, real though, like what what do we think is the situation here in real life? It's not Kendall, obviously, but what is the real issue here? Because guys just,
2: go through slumps? Yeah. I like.
3: Yeah, I, ju- I just think it's a bad three-game stretch like he's shot what is that 14 for 40 something over the last three games it's a rough stretch but like before that he just had a 33 point game on 50 percent shooting he had two he had a 38 point game and a 30 point game on 50 percent shooting a couple of games before that boston travesty like he's just one of those guys that for whatever reason this season he's either been really hot or really cold. And I feel like getting back to equilibrium would be nice. He has missed a lot of shots that he just normally makes. So I feel like we're due for a progression to the mean here, especially on some of those mid-range shots, because he hasn't been as dangerous as he was on those last year. I think he'll find it as the season goes along, but we've talked about this so many times. The Suns kind of look like a team that they are very ready for the playoffs already. Like, they know the regular season. This doesn't matter as much. So they're doing, like, just enough to get by in some of these games. I feel like once the playoffs come around, as long as they don't mess around with this on-off switch too much, they'll probably flip it back on at the right time.
1: We do realize Devin Booker got to the NBA Finals while dating Kendall, right? Yes. Like we all understand it. So the Kardashian curse does not exist when it no. when it applies to Devin Booker. So stop with that trash out there, Mac. Emmanuel saying Booker is disrespect uh, the first
2: family of Arizona. Emmanuel <laughs> says Booker has been bricking since the Sticks Kid fiasco. Yes,
1: boss. Yes. Oh! yes! <laughs> Espo's fault. That six kids (laughs) bullshit is what got in his head. Blame
2: me for all you want. I'm here to take it. I may not be the hero you need, you want, but I'm the hero you need, guys. That's all I'm oh, saying. Boy. A Wait, self-appointed so if,
1: hero.
0: <laughs> if Devin and Kendall get married, are we really going to name them the first family of Arizona? I Is will name thing? them
1: whatever I want to on this show. And I am saying they're the first family of the PHNX <laughs> Sons podcast, damn it. <laughs> they're already royalty, all right? they right, They are royalty here.
0: I <laughs> mean, I'm not, have I'm not, bad, not mad at it.
1: Sweet, sweet baby Kendall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I do want to ask this question, and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here or anything of this sort, but Coda in the chat said, the way everyone won- went at DeAndre for his first half performance early is the way I wish some of y'all would go at Devin when he has a bad performance. Um, do you feel like... Devin gets let off the hook if he has a bad performance compared to DeAndre. Is it because DeAndre has more to prove? Is it because he's younger? Like, what do you think that is? That why, just as a group, sometimes we see more being upset with DeAndre more than Devin it's on an because, off night. It's
1: because let's let's just let's just say it what it is. Okay, Devin got to this franchise when the franchise was mediocre, and he was able to ease his way into into sons' hearts. And there wasn't really many – there wasn't high expectations when Devin Booker got here, you know, obviously, not like DeAndre. So, like, DeAndre was expected to pick this team from the fucking cellar all the way to the top like Luka did uh, or at least tried to. And so the expectations were completely way off for D.A. versus Booker. And because of that, Booker was able to kind of slowly establish himself and because of his play and how good he has been basically his whole career, like – he's had more good games than bad versus Deandre. It's been kind of 50, 50 until the last year and a half. And that's why the fan bases will let Devin off the hook. I have noticed that. And I've wondered the same thing. Like, why does Devin get, get the the easy way out? I'm here to tell you, like if they have a trash game, they have a trash game. I don't give a shit who they are.
2: Well, part of it is if Devin Booker had the kind of the, not the attitude, but the, you know his off-court demeanor, and sometimes even on-court demeanor that that DeAndre Ayton had. I think he get the same crap. Oh, you don't take it serious enough. Where's the effort? Where like Booker gets mad, he's yelling, all those things, and and fans eat that up. Oh, he cares, you know. Oh, this that until he gets to a tipping point. I think we're almost at that tipping point with Book, where it's gonna be like. You yell too much. You complain too much. But we're not there. But I think it's that's a big part of it. Is if DeAndre Ayton had Devin Booker's attitude, I think fewer people bitch and moan about him because oh look, he's putting the effort. He's going out there and he's fighting hard for those twelve rebounds he gets. And, you know, and look at that dunk he had. It was so vicious. Like and and it changes a lot of people's minds because for some reason that part of the eye test becomes more important than actually what they're doing in on the court. Sometimes
3: I'll Personally, try to be nice to Jay. <laughs> Personally, I, I feel like part of it is what Saul's talking about. Like Devin Booker is kind of viewed as like the savior of the franchise, the guy who came in, he was drafted 13th. And so everything that he's done, every progression that he's made in his game, like we've been following his career step-by-step step. with DA, he comes in as the number one pick and he's not Luca. And so you know, the expectations are going to be there for him in a way that they maybe weren't for Book. I think it's also because they just do different things. Like, the things that Devin Booker does, the shots that he takes, the skill set that he has, it requires a little bit more than DA's thing. DA's thing requires sacrifice, but his role, essentially, at the end of the day, is set hard screens, roll hard, finish in the lane, and, so, and, and defend. And so when he's not doing those things it's easy to equate that with oh he's not trying hard enough or oh he's his mind's not in it um and in reality that's not always the case when he's having an off night like tonight we should cut him some slack like the dude hasn't played in 2 weeks basically except for last game and conditioning's always been a big part of what makes him effective so you know not being able to run and play in games it's going to take him a couple games to get his win back and be able to do the things that he does at a high level but i do think a lot of it with da when they hammer him for a bad game or a game where he's invisible or whatever. It's because the things that he does aren't like on a skill level as difficult as what Devin does. So when he has a bad shooting night, it's like, okay, yeah, he's taking tougher shots or whatever you want to call it. I think that's part of it, at least from my perspective.
0: And like, honestly, like I love both of these guys. I'm so glad that they're both on this team. I do just think when Coda mentioned it in the comments, I do find it quite interesting, just the vast difference between the way that they are spoken about sometimes um, on Suns Twitter. And uh, maybe I just wanted to bring it up because I don't like it. And I just well, want us to be happy with all of our players <laughs> or most of them. <laughs> I,
2: I think we put a little too much stock sometimes into what Suns Twitter says and take that as the entire fan base. That is the most vocal of, of the fans obviously and that's not a slight on on anybody on there it's vocal on both sides of things but i think we need to remember that's a subsection and not the entire fan base and and so I, I my guess is more fans than not have been happy with DA's performance and they would get frustrated when book has a bad night too but we're seeing we're seeing the far ends of the spectrum when we base it on that
1: I don't know. You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, I've, like, I have like, I I will be out and about, right. Just randomly. And and if, and if I tell somebody like what I do, they, and they bring up the sons, right. It never will be 50% of the time. Somebody's like, yeah, I wish that Deandre Aiden would just be, you know, good. Or he played hard or blah, blah, blah. Cause they heard this or they heard that, uh, or they just don't understand the game or what, what DA really brings to the table because he's not fucking Shaq and trying to rip down the rim every single five seconds. Like, People are, are are very are very surface level when it comes to DA to me. Whereas with Devin Booker, you'll get a lot more fans that'll be like, oh man, Devin, if you look at his numbers and they break it down and they get really intricate because he's just Devin Booker, and that's what we do. Like, I do feel like there's an unfair comparison between the two, and they and that DA does not get nearly the benefit of the doubt that Devin Booker does. But that's also predicated on Devin Booker doing what he has done through five years. Uh, versus what Da has done first uh, through his look, first three.
2: Look, and I hate to put it like this, but uh, it's because defense is the uh, Chloe of, of the basketball Kardashian oh. family. It's just oh, not the no. sexiest, all right? <laughs> hey, and, he and said people, it. Oh no. <laughs> and and people people just don't have a problem. People have a problem with that because they don't want to watch defense. You know, we I think we brought this up yesterday. Uh, in our all-star discussion, nobody wants to watch a defensive competition in all-star weekend because there's nothing entertaining about that. Right. And that's part of it as well. The The strength of his game is a part of the game. People don't want to watch and give credit to
1: uh, speaking of which, like last night, this national championship, all the Twitter haters out there in the first half. Oh, that was boring. First half and blah, 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 blah. Then in the second half, it got exciting because there was more points scored. Whoa, what just happened there?
0: What? We didn't see anything. What's going on? Saul's having audio issues, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while Saul figures that out, I can tell you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. So counting down to Super Bowl 56, New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. All customers can also get in on DraftKings' Hammer the Over promotion. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Sunday night's Patriots vs. Bills game, the point total will lower by half a point. Hammer the Over has hit zero every time DraftKings has run it. So bettors won when the first point was scored. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Saul, are you good?
1: Do, I, do you Could you guys not hear that on your end? No. So, like, my mic or my headphones just went apeshit. It was just like. <laughs> and I was like.
0: Thank you for oh that. God. I apologize to anybody listening to this yeah. with headphones on. We're gonna we're gonna send Saul to HR for that one because that was just
1: just just send me to me. Cool. Please report (laughs) yourself. uh... Damn it, Saul. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. Uh, Manuel in the chat said the sticks kids cut Saul's mic, thinking it was Espo's. LOL. Yeah,
1: it must be the Kardashian curse.
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Um, All right. So let's head on over to our quote of the night because. This was a situation tonight that was quite entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Espo, you want to tell us about this one?
2: Yeah, so the quote is, ball boy trying to earn his money. I get it, Eddie Johnson. (laughs) This happened late in the game. Devin Booker's at the free throw line looking to extend the Suns' lead, and he kind of hits, hits the front of the room, hits the back of the room, then points behind the basket. And starts complaining to the ref saying, oh, somebody's throwing their arms up. All right. So EJ, they're here in Phoenix. They're not in Toronto. They haven't been traveling. So the broadcast EJ assumes it's like a ball boy. Turns out it was actually the raptor mascot that was standing behind the hoop, waving his arms at Devin Booker, which is uh, what are the rules on this? Because that's so, what a mask, mascot does, right?
0: I saw somebody on Twitter said that in an empty arena, they're not allowed to do that.
2: So then what's the Which, point of having him there? Give the guy the night off.
0: Well, maybe he wants to get paid, Espo. <laughs> well, what are you paying him to do? Stand there and sweat to like in a suit? like Listen, if he it can't does not do matter. That. As this, long this, as he's getting paid, that's what this, matters. But if he's not allowed to do it, per the rules, then he can't do it. So I don't blame Devin for being upset about it.
1: This is exactly the kind of thing that we let Devin Booker slide on that we should not (laughs) let him slide on. And he's getting roasted on Twitter because of it. Like, what are we, what are we worried about here? Like the mascot really distracted you? Like, I understand it's an empty arena, but damn son, like, what? That bothered like you? Stop worrying about that. Like that's I, like, they, you know how you know Gerald, you know how you say Chris Paul does one or two things every game that make you laugh, or yeah. like he just is just like uh, if Chris Paul wasn't on our team, we'd probably hate his guts. I wonder if people feel like that about Devin Booker from from time to time because of how many times he complains about just about every single call, and then something like this, you're like,
0: really? Like why? Well, they try right, to do. I'm... I have breaking news. Uh-oh. Kellen Olson just tweeted out that Devin Booker said about the beef with the Raptors mascot. Mm-hmm. Quote, We hashed it out. We homies now. So they're good. Oh, it's fine, yeah. you guys. They're good. Gee, Don't worry about at, it. At least at least
3: he gets it. He knows he's getting roasted <laughs> and he knows the perfect way to get himself off the hook for it too. Like he he has a sense of humor about it at least.
1: If yeah, D.A. did that, theory, everybody though. would melt down as to why he's a 70% free throw shooter. <laughs> this is why he can't focus. He doesn't know what's going on. Pay attention to the rim. That's what people would be saying about D.A. right now. I,
2: I have I, I have a theory as to why he patched up with the Raptor. You want to hear?
0: Oh, okay. What's that?
2: Drake is actually in that costume tonight because he wanted <laughs> in to see the game. And that was the only way he could get in. And then uh, he let Book know after the fact. And he was like, oh, we're cool then. You're Drake. You wore my jersey back a few years ago in Phoenix. We're cool. Okay. (laughs) How amazing would that be if we found out that was the truth, right? Like when you find out a celebrity was a character at Disneyland.
0: It would be really funny. And it honestly, it wouldn't shock me at all if Drake did do something like that. Because he's just goofy. Like he's got such a goofy side to him. He does such silly things sometimes. So it really wouldn't surprise me at all if he tried to pull that off. But I don't know. I mean, Saul, you you don't think you think it's a little goofy that Devin was being upset about that? But I kind of get it cuz I I think when you have a whole bunch of distractions around you, it's easier to block it out as a whole, but when it's one singular distraction, I wonder if it's a little bit harder to block that out.
1: I mean, it's just—it's like the refs. You know, we tell the we tell the the refs not to have rabbit ears, right? Like, don't have rabbit ears. Like, stop listening to the crowd. Stop listening to players chirp at you. Like, just ref the game, right? And I feel like similar thing with Devin. Like, he's above that. He's just above that. Is he though? I mean, if he was above it, he wouldn't be doing it. I'd like to think it. I'd like to think he was. (laughs) Like my thing
3: is like I would have had a bigger problem with it if he had missed the free throw. If he missed the free throw and he's whining about the raptor, then that looks really bad. But at least he made the free throws. That's all bring, I care.
1: Bring that last comment back up there, Shane. Book is just like any other light skinned guy, emotional. No <laughs> offense, Saul <laughs> fuck you, Code. Like, <laughs> like hashtag team light skinned. I don't care. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> That's oh, what,
2: no. Stop putting me back in, <laughs> Shane. I want no. <laughs> That's
1: both trying to get off oh, this podcast right now. <laughs> that is funny. That, hey, that is pretty funny, though, Loki.
0: Hello in the chat said Boker is going to start beating up mascots like Lopez. That would actually be really funny. I find that. I don't think that Devin is the right person for that. But when he does it, it is hilarious. But just,
1: just wait till like, you, that's like
0: a Frank Kaminsky thing. You think
1: you think every mascot in the league now isn't going to stand right behind the basket and do that shit now? Every totally. single one from now yeah. on.
0: They're going to troll him as they should. Like I don't have a problem with people trolling him, but I also don't have a problem with him not like wanting him to be moved from that area.
2: Look, if if I'm the mascot in Indy, I'm getting ten foot long arms. And Should I'm it? waving them around behind the backboard.
1: First of all, what is the mascot in Indy? Oh,
2: I don't know. It's probably that some weird, like, something. blue panther thing, isn't it? Hell, oh, oh, you're right. It is that panther is thing, which makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. It's
3: like a weird, like, blue panther looking thing with, like, orangish hair or something. Shouldn't, I can't remember Shouldn't what it be like, like a, a car?
2: Isn't a pacer like a car? Like, what yeah. the?
0: I don't know. I, I don't know.
3: I, I mean, our ma- I mean. our mascot's a gorilla, so we can't yeah, we don't really have much room to talk. About. There's
2: a story behind it, but yes, it. I mean, but what if you gonna have a sun <laughs> like? Well, I'm sure they yeah. have
3: a story behind it, and Yeah, it's just as dumb in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's a good possibility. I'm,
2: I've always wanted the sun from uh, from semi pro as the uh, mascot in Phoenix. <laughs> you ever heard of that? A giant
3: sun, just Will Ferrell in a giant sun costume that'd be great.
0: Oh my gosh! All right, guys, before we get to our final topic of the night, just kind of your biggest takeaways from tonight's win over the Raptors, um, and just kind of what you think can maybe be learned from this one.
1: In the first half, I was a little scared, I was a little scared because of the way this team was playing. I was like have they have they lost a little bit of, of of it? Like, have they lost a little bit of it? But you could see them try to piece it back together um, as the game went on. Um, you know, they picked up their defensive intensity. That's that's their calling card. Like, they have to, you know, the, the better the defense is. Um, that I mean, that's just Phoenix Suns basketball right now. they're a defensive team uh, to me uh, more than they are uh, a, a team that can blow you out by shooting a million threes. You know, so um, I, I was happy that they kind of grinded this game out. Um, the, the Hey, listen, the Raptors are a pesky team. Um, I thought they would only win by one. Uh, I think what was the final score was four. You guys were right. Look at that. Um, so, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that this is a close game, but I'm happy to see how they evolved as the game went on. And even though the shots weren't dropping, they still found a way to get buckets. Um, and when you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, all's going to be good. Yeah, I was yeah. I, I was worried till the end there. So I was
2: <laughs> till uh, they're down one with like a minute and a half left, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm still worried here. And then Chris Paul, Devin Booker, a uh, back to back buckets, and I went, the Bookman rule is still alive. I should just uh, always abide by by the good book.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, aside from the offensive rebounding struggles, which is something they've you know not been great at all season long. Um, Shout out Jay Crowder. I think he had shot like four for 20 in his last couple of games from three. And he had a big night. He was our leading scorer, 19 points, uh, shot five of 11 from three. And then the other thing, not the biggest takeaway from the game, but something that again stood out to me because I wrote about it for uh, yesterday campaign, the sun's just, I brought this up last time too. The sun's need more from campaign. Like we talk about Chris Paul, maybe not having that same pop that he had last year, We talk about the Suns bench unit and and how bad Landry Shamit has been. But, like, they need more from campaign, especially if they want to give Chris Paul a little more rest and save him for a deep playoff run. He was a team-worst minus 12 tonight, four points, two of five shooting. Not his worst game, but, like, if you look at all the numbers that I dove into on the article that I wrote, he has really struggled just across the board this year. They need a lot more from him, and it's tough to see whether this is – you know, whether we're due from some progression to the mean or whether last year was more closer to a fluke that he might not be able to replicate this year. I hope that it's the, you know, the more optimistic outlook, but we're going to see they need more from campaign right now.
1: How, how, what the hell did they practice for three hours on yesterday like if it wasn't <laughs> rebounding? Like because they got they, they they got kind of abused on the boards with, against Miami, too. Like, what what, what are we doing here? Let's go. It obviously
2: wasn't, uh, you know, performing in front of only, uh, mascots. That was definitely not what
0: they practiced. (laughs) I mean, they probably didn't fully practice practice for three hours. It was probably more like an hour long practice. And then two hours of guys hanging back, doing different things with, uh, different coaches, if we're being honest, but yeah, it it was literal there.
3: It was a lot of shooting and and reconditioning for some of the guys that have been out, based on what Monty said. But yeah, they they had like a short practice, like an hour, and then guys just stuck around, kept shooting, kept working. So,
0: all right, guys, it's time to take your shot, presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. So, COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Saul, tell us what our shot of the night is.
1: I mean, if you can if you can't look at that arena and not understand <laughs> and not understand where we are in this uh, in this world, uh, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like, listen, we all have our feelings about the vaccination and all this other stuff. But, you know, taking your shot is probably the it, it is the most effective way to to combat the virus. And uh, if you don't believe it, look in Canada because they shut everything down because of it. So uh, I just thought that, that was probably the best way to go. About uh, the only time we're ever going to take advantage of, a, of an empty arena, hopefully this year, it just happens to be north of the border. Uh, they shut down things because they were uh, a little, little concerned about where the pandemic was going. And so get your shot, take advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's free. The, the suns,
2: the suns couldn't box out tonight, but you can box the COVID virus out by, by getting that shot. Keep it away from you and your family and your friends, just box it out. You know, get that shot.
0: And one more time. COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. All right, guys, we are going to have our random topic of the night here because yes. Let's this go. kind of got brought up earlier this Let's week. Go. The All Star Games our uh, All Star Game is just a couple weeks away. And Saul, I believe it was you who mentioned that it would be kind of fun to have our own PHNX Suns All-Star Contest. So with that, what kind of contest do you guys think that we should be participating in here? What do you What do you think you would be good at compared to the rest of us and, and all the things?
1: Listen, like we have to understand, like all four of us have different skill sets. So this has to be on a very base level. For all of us to compete in, so like we're not gonna go like on a we're not gonna say hey let's go dunk on nine foot hoops uh, and do a, a slam dunk contest because you know that leaves you know Lindsay and Espo out. Uh, I'm gonna assume <laughs> I'm gonna assume your your vertical is not above like twenty right now, Lindsay. Is it? Have you ever dunked on a nine foot hoop? No. Okay. I I assume that. So I was like, okay, cool. I don't so, appreciate the assumption,
0: hoops. though. Oh I mean, my goodness.
1: <laughs> i i made this i made the same assumption about espo but actually you did dunk on it was it a nine foot hoop or is it an eight foot hoop
2: I, I i that was an eight but i actually i actually hung on the 10 foot rim back in the day and ain't happening now but yeah i could nice. jump back in can the you day. still touch
1: a 10 foot rim no <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I look at a nerf hoop and i go I'm getting a little too, uh, tired to even try that. All right. Like it's a, uh, we should bring in one of those Fisher price hoops if we're doing a dunk contest. All right.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So like this, this has to be some simple, you know, ex- easily executable things for all of us to be able to take advantage and compete against each other. in. because I'm certainly not getting into a writing contest or a verbal contest with Lindsay or whatever Espo's good at, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so let's even the playing field. And uh, so my first thing was, we're just going to go old school and uh, we'll get a Nerf hoop and we'll just play horse. Somebody had mentioned that on, on Twitter. I was like, ah, oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, mini Simple. hoop horse okay.
0: challenge. I like that idea. Okay. Hey, also, if you guys have ideas, drop them in the comments. Yeah. Let us know if you guys have some fun ideas uh, for us. I think for me, I'm going to go an N64 competition because okay. I feel like I could crush you guys in some Which Nintendo game? 64. Uh, GoldenEye, Snowboard Kids, Mario Kart. What you want nah, to play?
1: No. Nah. If it's not Mario a sports Kart. game, I'm out. You,
2: Mario you go Kart. GoldenEye, I'm screwed. I'll just stand in the middle of the screen, spin around and
1: fire until I'm dead. So.
0: I would wreck all of you in some GoldenEye for sure. I, I like... Uh, it's
1: interesting. I never played 64, so yeah, you probably win that. <laughs>
2: uh, I like Mr. Anderson in the, uh, on Twitter said karaoke contest. I, I could... I could see us having a little fun with uh, some karaoke. Yeah, because thinking. you
0: actually can sing. Me? Yeah. Oh,
2: no, I can't.
0: Um, we saw it in the have six you heard Six kids? kids? Video. Yeah, yeah that, I mean... that was awful. That was
2: awful
1: and auto-tuned. Let me make that very clear. <laughs> DJ Father uh, coming up big there. Why does Jesse Freeman want to play Gerald in one on one? I'll pay to see know. that. I'm
3: down. I'd be down. What? I mean, we're pretty we're both pretty tall. I feel like it'd be a fun matchup.
1: Well, I mean, I want in on this. I just, <laughs> I, guys, I feel like you guys sleep on my athletic ability just because I'm a little chubby. Like I don't, I feel like no, it's, I it's. It's. Well, pound. you played pa- back poundest. in the day too, right? It's pound. You played. Is that a thing? Fattest. It's all poundist. What is pound? Yeah, what? Like ageist <laughs> sexist? You hate, fat poundest. People, you hate fat people, Hate fat people. I love that Saul's
2: <laughs> trying to trying to plant the flag as if he's the fat guy on this
1: show. I take offense to that, Saul. I just get slept on so much. I don't appreciate it.
3: I mean, can we just like, can we do one where we just chug a beer? Can that be a contest? Oh, you're
1: screwed. Well, I would on. be out. I Why, Lynn? You can't <laughs> chug a beer?
0: I'm allergic to alcohol, you guys. I can't drink. What? What? Yeah. Like,
2: for real, for real?
1: No,
0: she's yeah. just
2: making that up. shut
1: up, Espo. Maybe it's certain kinds of alcohol, you dick.
0: So no, it's, it's really weird. I was fine until like through college, I was totally fine. And then when I got out of college, my body just started reacting badly too. first it was booze. And then I was like, Alright, fine, I'll just drink beer and wine. And then it was wine. And then it was beer. And then all my, my doctors are basically like, it's a slight allergy. So you can either power through it and be really uncomfortable, or you can just stop drinking. And I was like, well, I don't oh. want to be uncomfortable, so I guess I'll just stop drinking. Oh, like man, I'm not gonna stupid. die, or, but
1: it's not fun. Or even funner, what if we all just took edibles and then we had to play stupid <laughs> games? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, let's do it. You know what? You know what? Oh, I got it. I got it right here. You talked about Mario Kart. We have a parking garage. And what if we got <laughs> bicycles and we started at the top and yes. we had to make it all the way down to the bottom?
2: Yes. No. Yes. nobody's there on a saturday Nobody. that'll be
1: perfect
2: oh, i yes, mean that
0: would man. actually be really funny
1: <laughs> let's go <laughs>
0: oh, mcg no. blue you have the same thing that i do that's crazy and also thank you shane for knowing things about me when my co-hosts don't even know i, I had no shane idea is the best i had no idea
1: did, i'm
3: just did kidding. anyone else legitimately oh, have this idea i had no idea
2: yes i, I had no idea i remembered
3: so we're never going to get drunk together as a, as a podcast. But we can
2: get high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but the good thing is we can get drunk and we have a designated driver.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. Now that I don't drink, I want to go home early. You guys know this. So if if the car is leaving at 12, you're either in it and you're going home or you're getting left behind.
1: If DJ Father is playing in Vegas, we go (laughs) and we turn it up and you got to be there. What casino would DJ Father play uh, at? Let's be honest. Circus, Circus, of course. No, even Circus, Circus goes, <laughs>
2: that's just, we can't have Dr. or DJ Father at, at Circus, Circus. I, 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 Too I'm, many kids.
1: I'm headlining the days in uh, on, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. in March. <laughs> the Motel 6 right across the street from T-Mobile. Let's go.
0: Oh my gosh. Blessings. Father or DJ, father, father, DJ, DJ. father.
1: I really thought DJ Lindsay, you're going to say, you know, like uh I was okay. And then one day back in college, I like, I drank. And then like that night I just was like throwing up a lot. I was like, yeah, it's called a hangover. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: no, it was like a subtle progression. It was super, super shitty. Um, It's funny. I don't, who was it in the, Monica said Lindsay paid her dues early. Wow. How much did you drink then? I mean, I feel like I drank like the same amount that anybody in college, like the average college kid drink. I don't know, but I did work as a bartender. So maybe I drink a little bit more than the rest so of us. Like I have no idea. Yeah, like a <laughs> lot
2: more for a I lot never, cheaper than any of us. Listen, already. I
0: never got to the point where my eyeballs were yellowing. So at least <laughs> I wasn't there, okay? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Manuel in the chat just said, didn't you just come back from Mexico? What the fuck did you do there?
0: Enjoy the scenery? <laughs> okay, come on. There's so much more to do there than just drink. That's limiting the amount of fun things that you can do down there. Oh, if you need a, if you need suggestions let me know I'll, I'll give you some
1: But seriously at. like the tricycle challenge that sounds good right That
0: is perfect I love hey, that I've
1: Chris wants us to,
2: wants us to do edibles and then do the tricycle challenge oh, That
0: sounds like an
3: awful idea Oh no we, we just, just as long as we have somebody blocking off the parking garage I'm not trying to get hit by a car on a yeah. tricycle Yeah <laughs> no, no, I just don't want
2: to get run over Sorry that that part, you guys, That's
3: part
1: you of guys it.
0: Suck. that's it. <laughs> Oh my god.
2: <laughs> we're going to get stuffed turtles that we can throw at people. It's going to be great. It'll be just like Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, we can man. play the Dunder Mifflin games. Ooh. Oh, yes. Like Flunkerton. I'd be down and, uh,
3: for that. We,
1: Let's go.
2: We're doing this All-Star Week. We are, yeah, we, we are we're down. We're 100% doing this.
0: Yeah. So if you guys come up with any other fun ideas that you think would be good for us, uh just send us a tweet. Or hit us up in the Discord if you're a member. Whatever communication you want to use, just <laughs> let us know.
2: <laughs> email us at sons at uh, gophnx.com, too, if you want.
0: That, too. I
2: think somebody checks that email, right, Saul? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, well, they do now.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else you'd like to talk about from tonight's game or just uh, anything in life in general?
2: There was a game tonight?
0: Yeah, and the Suns won.
2: <laughs> what? Shane, can he you uh, can you throw up that graphic? We have photographic proof that I was right tonight. Look at that! Drake as the Rafter.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you text Shane during the show yes, to make that? Of course he did. <laughs> did.
2: Of course he did. <laughs> because we've got the best producer of any show. He'll do the stupid things I ask.
0: <laughs> Shout out to you, Shane. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, Don't forget to check out gophnx.com. Please consider becoming a member today because your membership will get you access to our members only discord. It'll get you access to written content, special video content, um, not just about the Suns, but about all of the Valley teams. So if you're looking for more specific to Suns, you've got plenty there. If you're looking for other teams as well, we've got you covered there. Too so, head on over to gophnx.com and become a member today. Hold on, and if you hold on, I'm almost done. And if you (laughs) sign up today, you'll either get a free t shirt from the phnx locker or your first month for just 50 cents. Okay, go ahead, Saul.
1: (laughs) Chris Meldon just said in the chat, Yes, and Saul could play Prison Mike. What about (laughs) me tells you that I would play Prison Mike? Prison Mike has Espo written all <laughs> over it. Like, a million, he almost even has the voice of Prison Mike. Like, what are you talking about? Chris, I'm so disappointed in your uh, choice. Also, person, I think Leah, Mike.
2: I think I'm dead to Leah based on all the Canada slander and then calling Shane the best producer. She gave me in all caps. Yeah. Excuse me. So I, I think I'm in trouble. Yeah.
0: All right. You guys good on that one? Did you get that out of your system?
1: Sure. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Mom, Lindsay, we're good. She definitely was like, wait a minute until I finish. And then she said, (laughs) I am
2: still
0: speaking. Thank you. Excuse me. I'm not a mom, but apparently tonight I got mom vibes, but you know, whatever it takes to wrangle you guys in. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another PHNX post game show. It was fun hanging out with you in the VIP lounge. Tomorrow we will be live here on our YouTube channel at 2 p.m. So mark your calendars, schedule a little bit of a late lunch, and come hang out with us. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at lindsey smith az. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at gerald bourget. You can follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because
2: he's got to fit the love for Tory Craig he has because he's wearing
1: the Tory hat today. Uh, this is Tory Pines, there, yeah. people. Close enough.
0: <laughs> and you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Espo, you want to send us home?
2: Remember, being a mom is a very hard job, so don't slander <laughs> them in the chat. Ahoy, oy, everybody!